Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Greetings and welcome to episode 37 of the Arcade Raiders podcast. This is what happens when you give a couple of content creators a microphone and a lovely audience. My name is Jeremy, and we deliver weekly shenanigans, and here is Jesse to help me. Did you change things up there? <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh, keep me on my toes. Okay. Uh, it's been a week. It's been a week, guys. It's been another freaking week. Jeremy, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I am off for a week, and so I was like doing a happy dance last night, and my wife was complimenting, man, you're in a good mood. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in a good mood. I'm off of work for another week. So I get to do things that I want to do. I just get three days. So, you know, I'm depressed about like all three days. That's fine. I have not taken a vacation day in, gosh, a long time. So I decided to take the whole week. Nice, nice. It's going to be lovely. Yeah, I'm just just preparing for this week. And next week I'll be gone because... We're going up to Northland, which is pretty much no internet, no cable, no cell phone service, if we're lucky. So nice. it's going to be an adventure. Oh, yeah, it's definitely. And it's just so like quiet and peaceful up there. It's like, oh, my God, I can actually do illegal things out here. No one can watch me. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, that's, that's the perfect time to take like a book. And, you know, so I roll up my and... tent completely naked, go into the bathroom. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Run around naked, just, you know. <laughs> uh, did you buy anything good in the Steam sale? I got, okay, I got Tales of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, Which nice. was like five bucks. Oh, definitely. And I, I haven't purchased anything else yet. It's sitting there. I'm probably going to pull the, you know, do it this weekend. But yeah, I, I I haven't hit the process button yet. I'm still kind of thinking, do I want these? Do I not want these? Because I'm still trying to look for some of these games in physical copy. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of hard to find. So I will probably end up getting it here in the next couple days. Well, definitely, this Tales is hard to find on like physical copy because that came out on the GameCube, I believe. Yeah, yeah, it was on GameCube. Yeah, there's been a yeah. whole bunch of Tales games, and they actually just announced too that they're going to be they 25 did a, years of Tales of English, right? Yeah, 25 years of Tales, and they're going to be. From what I understand, the rumor is they're going to be porting some stuff over to like Switch and things. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I've I've yeah. spent some money on Steam sale. Let's say that. <laughs> What'd you pick up? Anything good? Oh, I picked up some good stuff. I picked up uh, Final Fantasy XII, because I love XII. I'm weird at that. Uh, That's fine. I, it, it was, I think that was a hit or miss one for a lot yeah. of folks. I never played XII. Yeah. I mean, XII's a good game. You want to mess around with that? I, you know, I mind. I like it because, like, oh, it's like, it has a whole, like, remember how Final Fantasy XI had that whole, like, kind of combat going on a little bit? Yeah. Like, 
MMO style. That's what it kind of felt to me. And I was like, okay, I can still mess this one. All right, all right. Uh, I picked up a few like random games like uh, Factory, Factorio, Factorio, yeah, yeah, Factorio. Factorio, yeah. Oh, that that game is so in depth. Holy crap! I've heard it's one. very complex. Uh, you know, along with that other newer game called Satisfactory. Satisfactory is complex. so much easier versus really. This game. Yes, I love Satisfactory because Satisfactory is like you place this down. Okay, you you know get your stuff together. It's like you got to make every single item in Factorio. So it's like, if you want a conveyor belt, you got to make both at the same time. Or just like, have a bunch of gears ready, and have a bunch of steel plates, and then conveyor belt. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I picked up Elite Dangerous, because I want to try it out. You have a buddy that was, I was talking to him this week, and he was, you could tell he was obviously distracted on the phone. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm playing Elite Dangerous. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I haven't heard people play that game in a while, but it seems to be pretty big still. Yeah, I was feeling like, yeah, I want to give it a try, you know, because I love the whole, like, kind of, you know, like, uh, No Man's Sky is a whole flying around and stuff and doing combat. Yeah. Like, I love that part, like, just doing combat. And if else the game, meh, I can take it or leave it. And I got a few more things in my shopping cart, but I'm not sure I want to hit the okay button on that, so let's leave it at that. Yeah, I, I stare at my shopping cart every day. I think we have to, what, like, the... Ninth, ninth. The ninth, yeah. So we got a few days to really kind of. We got till oh, next okay. week. We'll be we fine. Got time. We got the time. <laughs> if not, the fall sale just from the corner. Yeah, I'd save it till fall or Christmas time when they still do a sale. Or yeah, don't. But yeah, we have some news this week, friends. Um, every week we like to take a look at the news going around in our video game world. It's time for some arcade raider news with Jesse. Welcome to Arcade News, guys. Let's take a look at the news desk this week. Oh, oh, something big happened on Twitch. Uh, let's talk about the big band hammer that happened. Now, I was kind of curious where this was going to go, and then all of a sudden we saw the tweet. President Donald Trump got banned on Twitch for hateful conduct. I am not making this shit up. A representative from Twitch says, like anyone else, politicians must adhere by our terms and service. That is kind of... I understand where Twitch is coming from. Like, you know, it's your site. It's your site to kind of, like, police as much as you want to, you know. Yeah. I think, think it's... Do you think he can get the shit about this? You know, he's like, oh, I can't stream on Twitch? Okay, from the experiences we've had in the U.S. with this man, I think a normal person would just not care and would be like, okay, cool, whatever. But with the experiences we've had with this particular person, I think he would care just to spite you know what i mean i think I he would you, care just to just to cause a ruckus just to have fuel for a tweet that you know what that i think that's what the only reason that he would care is oh now i can fuel a tweet to show how oppressive twitch is to the american public and how un-american like i could see him doing it's that. not oppressive just like it's, it's like going to a store no socks no shoes no service exactly but you know knowing his track record and yeah that I could see that. Now, does Twitch have every right to do this? Oh, yeah, 100%. Because yeah, the things he said yeah. actually falls within their terms of service. Yeah. And I, I'm really hoping that they do this if they would just start holding everything else more accountable. You know, all the other people that are saying this stuff more accountable. Uh, but again, he's high profile, so he's going to be held. It seems like he's held to a higher, different standard. No, I'm, I'm any, anything that's hate speech or anything that's that's considered racist or or homophobic or sexist or whatever. It should be it should be taken down for hateful conduct. Exactly. But it was suspended. It wasn't banned. It wasn't banned. It was suspended. Okay. It was suspended. So, 
Um, he could come back in 30 days. <laughs> he'll be back in 30 days or whatever the ban is. I yeah. think it's for the first one's like three or the suspension. I think it's like three for the first um, one. But hmm. after the three strikes, though, they ban you. Like they, they're done. I mean, we obviously still haven't heard from what's going on with Doctor Disrespect. So apparently, you know, they're they they're really dropping the the suspension and ban hammer a little bit more. Like I still want to know what's going on in that situation, but you know, we don't. We don't. I I'm I I don't care anymore. Uh, at this point, whatever happened to him happened to him. So it's like yeah, either yeah. he knows what he did and he's not fessing up. Or he doesn't know what he did, and it's probably going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I get into care too much. I think whatever he did is mega bad, um, and I'm pretty sure that it's nothing but lawyer conversations right now with him. So, yeah. Uh, On to our next story. Three long years. Three long years, guys. We heard the words Fortnite, and we haven't had a day where people want to talk about this crap. Well, finally, it leaves early access. Now... What does that mean for the game? Well, nothing for everyone's favorite game mode, Battle Royale. But they're still going to keep a price tag on their key one, Save the World. So, after making a buttload of money, they said, you know what? Let's release it. Yeah. So I, 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 I was like, why? You're already making a fuckload of money. At this point, why, why yeah, are you let, around? Like, you should have released it a long, t- long time ago. This released it a long time ago. But now it's like, nope, dick around. Yeah, let's face it. This game was out of early access a long time ago. Honestly, I mean, after you've released so many updates and expansions and things, like, come on now. I, 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 don't, I don't understand the whole early access thing. Like, if there's a, a limitations to it or, you know, does Steam say, okay, you're in early access, but every year you have to reapply for early access? I don't, I don't know what the rules are on that. I don't but know. But this, come on, this game has won awards already. It's a full-blown game. They release content every few months. This is not, and this, it, it's... It is what it is. I understand, but come on, come the on. One, we're we're the, we're in access now. We're we're full blown game. Let's just move on and save the world. Why are they charging for that? They make a exactly. That's dollars. what I was gonna go up to. It's like why are you charging for a like a single like group played game? You know. But apparently, I wonder if they, it's because. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Apparently, they just want to make more money. I'm trying to get to this point because you know it's like oh hey you want to play this? No one gives a shit, but you save the world. At this point, why doesn't Fortnite just get rid of save the world? You know, they're pretty much treating Fortnite State of the World as, like, nothing special. I mean, yes, if you're a founder and you did buy the State of the World pack, I'm raising my hand right now, you get 8,000 yeah, V-Bucks. So, whoop do you freaking do? I'm so glad I got V-Bucks for a game I don't freaking play. What I wanted was Save the World content, and this be free to play so I can enjoy it with my friend that don't have the money to buy it right now. But put yeah, um, putting a freaking price tag on it, it's on weird. a game you told us would be free to play... Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what they told. You know what what went down. Save the world was how how I I really enjoyed Fortnite. Save the world. It was really cool. It oh, was same, nice. It was same. nice to play with friends. It was it was a nice little just challenge. You know, it was like horde mode for some games. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I didn't play it too long. I, I think maybe just a couple months worth. But that's immediately when. Like, after a few months of playing that, that's when the Battle Royale took over and all the development for Save the World basically stopped. And so it was just like, okay, here's the game, but this is all we're going to be doing for now because we're going to shift our focus. I'm glad they're out of free, uh, you know, early access. I think it's a long time coming. And people still enjoy this game. I mean, have fun, enjoy it. They showed Inception in Fortnite. 
uh, you know, they've got all this other stuff coming out. I think, you know, all these new skins and stuff. So it's, it's still huge. It's, it's going to be huge for the next 10 years. It's still going to be a, a cash cow for at least 10 more years. It's oh. our, it's, it's the new generation. See, our generation was Counter-Strike and it's still going after what, like 20 years? Honestly, it first started with Counter-Strike for us and mm-hmm. then we switched to World of Warcraft. Yeah. And then League of Legends. And Fortnite is is going to be the kids nowadays. That's going to be their their game that lasts forever. Or until like something dumb happens, the game is broken again. Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's go on to our next story. So Amazon's Crucible came out a while ago, and apparent it got destroyed by the critics. It did. Reviews were bad for it. So Amazon's now saying, "What? Does that about the game?" You're on closed beta now. We're taking it off the store pages, and we're going to work on it again. I think this is a smart move. We've seen multiple games do this, but it just feels like the, a common tr- trend where we have games that release, they suck, and there's like, we need to tweak the whole gameplay. <coughs> Anthem. Um, it's like, why? Like, you should have done like, like a beta first to, to get people's feedback. Did they do a beta? Uh, they. I think they did. I think they did a beta, but I don't think it was a long period of time from what I remember. Was it, it one of those it betas where it's like, okay, we're just going to test the server like integrity and then release the world. Yeah, I think that was I think that was pretty much pretty much it. Uh, the game was just released with with a lot of people complaining about it. I don't know. And, and you know, in, in the article written in Kotaku, he he makes a good point, you know, the biggest question is why would you release something like something half-assed i guess like this in a in a sea of other games that are way better like why would you leave another game to play this game and so they're going back and i don't know what their plans are i don't know if they've a hundred percent have said okay this is what we're going back to fix only thing we we've seen is hey we're going to be you're going to be part of the beta um we'll keep you up with updates and and stuff like that but right now we're going to go back and fix some things and then apparently each week they're going to do like the dedicated time to talk with the developers and they're going to be playing in the community and asking for feedback. But the thing was, is remember Anthem, Anthem did that to try to, you know, damage control. Anthem tried to do that. Remember, mm-hmm. everybody was complaining about Anthem after a month or so. And they started doing the weekly dev meetings. That dude, I forget his name uh, for, for Bioware, but he busted his tail. Trying to inform people of this is what we're changing. This, you know, we're listening to you. Okay, well, let's do that. But I think again, it's that whole idea of people don't understand that it takes time to do some of this stuff. Like it takes time. You can't just, you can't just, you know, do it. I'm honestly at this point, like I, I gotta agree here. It's like they gotta stop releasing half-ass games. You know, it happens way too much. Way too much. And you can't just bring it back to the drawing board. You can't just put it back in the oven for as long as you want to to make the game better. The game, I think that your first impression is the biggest impact. It's the old world of life too. Like, when you make it a first impression and you pretty much say, eh, I fucked it up. Can I do it again? It leaves that in, you know, impact, you know, impact to you. Like with Rainbow Six Siege, we had that go back in the oven for a little bit. Even though it was released, they were tweaking it a lot more, a lot more. And they admit this. But for me, it's still like, yeah, I remember playing Rainbow Six Siege. It was okay. And with Anthem, like, I think we both agree that Anthem sucked. And they can do as much tweaks as they want to. It's still going to suck. 
That's probably on that part. Yeah, and and again, these these folks unfortunately are at the whim of their investors as well. Yeah. So you have you have a team that is is a, amazing. Like I I would every team is good. You know, is 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 amazing. Any team that can create a video game in my book is just well above the rest. But then you have the other side of the coin. You know, they're creating a game and understand how long it takes and how much prep and how much planning and, and you know, blood basically blood, sweat, and tears go into it. And then you have the investors who are like, oh, I don't care. We want it out. You know, and I think, I, I don't know if that's the reason, but it just shows that things are sped up for a reason. And I just feel like it's sometimes, money. you know, maybe, it, maybe it's just investors. Maybe it's the money that, you know, hey, let's just speed it up. Because I really don't, I really don't think that every... Every team wants to say, oh, yeah, okay, let's do some estimates. This game's going to take us two years. But you know what? We're going to do it in one. I don't think a team really says that. They don't. I think it's the pressure from from external factors of the team, uh, specifically financial, <laughs> you know, um, reasons. But anyway, you know, we'll see. I'll check it out. Uh, I really didn't check out Crucible as it was released. I, I might just kind of see what it's about. I'm not. I, I've seen videos and stuff, so I'm not a huge, huge fan. But the art looks fantastic. Exactly. I think that art looks amazing because I love those kind of like, I love animal creatures like the death. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, you're so cute. Come here. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. So let's go on to our last story of the week. Well, it's time to fire up that Wii and Wii U. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Shakedown Hawaii is getting released on both those consoles. Surprising enough, the Wii version is coming up before the Wii U version. I think it's the waste of money. <laughs> I think it's the waste of money. Like, who the frick is making Wii? Who the frick still has their Wii or Wii U, like, ready to go at any time? As Jeremy looks over his shoulder to his shelf with his Wii U and Wii sitting right there. Is it plugged in? No, no, not at all. It's it's basically exactly. just like a... It's, it's yeah. basically a, a trophy. Yeah, like, I got mine in the uh, other room where my wife is because she wants to play, like, older games like Pikmin and all that other crap. You yeah, know? for sure. But... I'm not gonna. I'm like, oh boy! I get to play Shaytown Hawaii, and Shaytown Hawaii is the sequel to Retro City Rampage, which is like a GTA okay. 8-bit clone, and it's pretty fun. It's challenging, but it's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm like, why? Why are you wasting time and money on making a Wii version? <laughs> it's thirty bucks, dude. Thirty Go bucks. Thursday, bucks. July 9th. Yeah. Thirty. Dollars for the Wii. Your, out of your pocket to get a Wii version. You know, and then the some... Wii U and Steam version will be in August. Yeah. Yes, okay. which I'm like, okay, so you're releasing the console version, the older console, before you release the Steam version, which we know can run it, which yeah. takes no extra fucking money. Besides, like, oh, like... 3,000 copies. They're only releasing 3,000 copies. Physical copies, I'm sorry. Oh, Physical 3, copies. What a freak to me, 3,000 copies. What the hell? 3,000. I, I might just order one of these just to have it. <laughs> so you want that to be your kind of shame trophy? Yeah, kind of like a collector's item, you know? Like, hey, this is my collector's item. But I'd get it for the Wii, not the Wii U. I mean, I would just get it and kind of leave it in a hole somewhere. Yeah, why not? Let's bury the Wii at the Wii U. It's like, here lies a piece of crap. And more pieces of crap. Here we are. Yeah, it's very similar to GTA. I remember seeing this uh, several yeah. months back. It's like yeah. GTA 2 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of cute and simple and not that really like... It's one of those bullshit games. You just plug it in, it's like, okay, let's see how far I can beat this game. It's like, oh, I beat in the weekend. Now what? Oh, one yeah. of those. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they tried to do like the whole ha-ha, it's funny stuff, but, you know. But... Let's not look into what costs 30 bucks. Let's look at what costs nothing. We're going the free stuff, guys. That's right. Uh, from the Epic Store till July 9th is Hue. It was going to be another game, but that got kicked. And on finally with the PlayStation Plus games for y'all. Uh, PlayStation Plus, you can pick up Rise of Tomb Raider, NBA 2K20, and Erica. So, Rise of Tomb Raider. That's the only way I'm going to say, like, yeah, pick that one up. Rise of Tomb Raider is good. NBA mm-hmm. 2K... So the more I actually experience 2K, it's not a bad game. It it really is very RPG like, but you know, of course, it has the sports aspect, and of course, it's and the microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, and the microtransactions. Yeah, um, but Rise of the Tomb Raider is a good game. Oh, it it's is. A really it's fun a one. great game. I agree upon that. Like, I'm not gonna badmouth 2K because I know my buddy like loves that game. Like, I love NBA 2K. I'm like, I'm not a sports guy, so I'm like, okay, I believe you. It's a good game. Jesse, but what about WWE 2K? Listen, okay? Do you want to talk about that piece of crap? I'm sorry. I want to tell you all about WA2K because what the frick were they thinking with making 20 and making it so half-assed? I mean, <laughs> let's face it. We knew the biggest problem here was the fact they lost their big like person that did it for a long time, Jut, or Jutz, or not, how it's called. Take and a breath. Take a breath. No, no, no. And then they decided to freaking like... Like, oh, let's half-ass it. Let's, like, put everything behind a freaking transaction wall like they do with all their games. And I'm like, wow, really? And then you have the worst fucking hair fizz of all time. I'm sorry. If you're playing that <laughs> game, you won't understand why. And I had the match for freaking broken. I see myself go through freaking ropes. I see, like, anime, like, movies. See, like, like anime cutscenes. Like, oh, they're both climbing a ladder. And when I'm just climbing a ladder and I'm fighting an invisible ghost, then there's a fucking problem. And that's only the first ten minutes of the freaking game. So a lot's going on in that game, right? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> now that we've got that out of our system. <laughs> no! <laughs> Moving on. Okay, this is the segment of the show in which we take a letter or note from a gamer out there and discuss their question or topic they have recommended to us. A lot of times we get off on the topic, but that's just typical around here. So let's continue. Mailbag question. This week, Bethesda teased a Fallout adaptation headed to Amazon Prime. Last week, there was rumors and announcement of a Disco Elysium adaptation as well. This begs the question, what are your favorite video game movie adaptations? That is a very good question. And to prep, you know, to preface all of our answers, there has been a long history of shitty movies <laughs> and disappointment in <laughs> video game movie adaptations. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the ones we like and discuss some of the ones that were maybe cheesy or not as good just to kind of give our own perspective uh we've been watching video game movies since you know the 90s pretty much when they really started making them so our our range of movies might go back further than some of your range of movies 
But we're going to discuss. Jesse, tell us about your favorite video game movie adaptations. Oh, man, there's so many shitty ones out there. God. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw the new Rampage on it because it's an action movie. Strip action movie to rock and all that stuff. But the only way I'm putting this movie on the list is the monkey gets a finger. And I'm just mm. like, okay, that does, that made my ticket purchase worth it. Thank you. Like, you, you show a monkey in the finger, now I'm happy. I'm like, hey. Um, and let's put a first mode combat on that list of being good, because it was solid. It could stand by itself. You know, I haven't played the games. It's like, okay, the games are kind of a good lore material. But then you get into the actual, like, fight scenes, and they're solid, and it's not, like, a jumbled piece of mess, like, <clears throat> more kind of Annihilation, um, because that was a cluster, uh, and I guess if you can throw a few Resident Evil's in there, I'm trying to figure out which one was actually the best one of the group. I would probably say second one, but I, I feel like with Resident Evil, it's kind of like, they took the characters and, like, some design model, and they're like, here, do something with this. So Alice meets up with Leon S. Kennedy and Barry and Chris Redfield and they all have a tea party with a giant ogre monster from 4 and it was awesome. There was many bullets spread. I mean, I just, like we can go on the newer stuff, like all that stuff, but a lot of them were definitely like, how do we get butts in seats? What is popular? And during the whole night, we had a huge list of movies coming out, too. We had, like, Double Dragon. Uh, we had a fuckload of crap. Everyone my Meyer Brothers, which, dear God, that was <laughs> that was way, way off about the name, like, Meyer Brothers B. And hell, we're still getting movie annotations today. Like, like Jeremy said, like, we got those two movies we're in the works here. We also have TV shows being in the works, too, as well as a Cuphead TV show. So we'll see what the hell's going on with those ones as well. But honestly, I think right now, for the last two video game movies, I think we're in that good stride. Because we had Sonic the Hedgehog and Ted Pichu. And they understood what you do. You make it cute, you make it somewhat about the game, or branding, and you go from there. But Jeremy, what was your uh, fond memories of the movie industry? So I, I think you're right. I think the newer movies are a lot better. Uh, of course, you know, you get, you've got some really good graphics and some really good technology to help in that. But I think as far as really good adaptations of video games, I, th I think Sonic was, was really good. I really enjoyed the story. I, I, it, of course, you know, it was silly. It wasn't meant to be an Academy Award winner. Yeah. But it was, I think it was a really good story. And um, both me and, you know, my, me and my son, we loved it. Um, Detective Pikachu was another one that we both loved. We thoroughly enjoyed the story and it was a really cool, you know, Pokemon adaptation. Um, and then, you know, you get into other more, I guess, realer movies, I guess. And, you know, more violent and stuff like that. You got your Resident Evils, which I love Resident Evil. I, I thought the first two were pretty good. I, I but, but I think Mila Jovovich is a fantastic actress. And I think she really brought the character to life. And to me, she kind of, in a sense, symbolizes Resident Evil more than some of the characters from the actual games, uh, in, in a way. And yeah, I, I really I like that. that. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that she kind of does a little bit more in symbolizing Resident Evil for me. I I, I am a huge fan of the Super Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> I thought oh, it was so we... I thought it was so cheesy and, and good. So but that I... is your the room. That is your the room where it's like it's yeah. so shitty, it's good. 
But, you know, it was some good actors and actresses in that movie. And they really reached. And, you know, Princess Peach was was funny and played, you know, the damsel in distress. Uh, you know, King Who Koopa were the Mario Brothers? Who were the Mario Brothers, that one? It was uh, John Leguizamo and... Uh, is his name Haskins? I think it's Haskins. I don't know. Bob Haskins, is that his name? Yeah, Bob Haskins. And, there we are. Bob Haskins, yeah. And so I I thought the movie was really funny. I thought it was good, you know, but of course when I saw it, I was I was a kid and the Mario Brothers craze was was at its peak. Uh, but I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, Tomb Raiders. I think the Tomb Raiders are pretty good too. I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Angelina Jolie as Laura Croft. I thought she was perfect. Um, and even the new one, um, oh, what's her name? It just it just skipped me. Um, the new actress that plays the, the new younger Laura Croft. Um, no I'll remember here in a second. Um, but, you I know, haven't it even was watched good. one yet. So I was like, eh. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it wasn't terrible. And, you know, again, when I think of Tomb Raider, I see, you know, I see those 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 women. And they looked like... Like Laura Croft. They looked like... Yeah, they looked like Laura Croft. Uh, Alicia uh, Vikander uh, was the are. one. That's who yeah. it was. Um, you know, and, and to me, they symbolized Laura Croft. They're strong female leads and they're badass women. And so that was that was really good there. I will say probably the cheesiest movie adaptation that for me was made was Street Fighter. That movie, I mean, first of all, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Damn, yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, I mean, great. You cast him as Guile. Amazing. Perfect. You know, um, when I looked at IMDb, I think it had like two out of four stars or something. It was terrible. Um, But yeah, so Street Fighter had some amazing actors. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, Raul Julia was one of them. Uh, He played uh, Bison, yeah. Yeah, he played Bison. Raul Julia was also, he played, uh, you know, uh, Gomez Adams in Adams Family. He He was a fantastic actor. He is a fantastic actor. He's good. You know, he passed, you know, of course he passed away several years ago, but he was amazing. Um, And then Kylie Minogue played Cammie, if you remember that one. So all you had all these really kind of funny characters, and you had some really good known '90s actors and actresses. Um, uh, you know, uh, I thought it was great. Did you but know it was they so created cheesy. a game based off that movie? I I never would have thought because there's really not too much story no, behind they, that. They made a Street Fighter game, off the Street Fighter movie that's based on Street Fighter game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it's like more combat the way they did it too with the whole like where they did the video, the okay. fighting. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of backstory came to that because no one knew how to fight that much except for Jean Claude Van Damme. So John Jean Claude Van Damme was pretty much teaching people how to fight. Oh, that's like awesome, how do you do though. this page? How do you do this thing? And it's like really like wow. Uh, but yeah, fun fact that game almost sucked. <laughs> <laughs> But it's a fantastic game. But if you go back to that movie and look at, you know, watch it and look at the actors and actresses, you're probably going to recognize every actor and actress within that game. You're going to go, oh, I've seen that person. Or, oh, I've seen that person. So it's really cool. They made it all, you know, like memorable. Like you could definitely tell who those actors and actresses were. Uh, but anyway, no, that, so that was a cheesy one that was on my list. But all in all, it's taken a long time for for video game adaptation, movie adaptations to really, I guess, hit the bar. Um, but I think the past couple years with, with Sonic and Detective Pikachu, I think we finally realized, okay, this is, this is good. These are good stories. And yeah, so that's, that's, that's my whole, you know, my whole thoughts on video game movies. I like it. I don't mind, you know, a lot of people say, 
no, stop making them. No, like, let's see somebody else's interpretation of this game. Let's see, do it. I want to hear need, it. We need the Bill Game movies to go to actually give a shit with the Bill Game, not just because a license. And I'm, yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I, like, if you watch anything else, whatnot, you'll understand why. I've seen a lot of these things where I'm like, I could have mentioned, like, Postal. I could have mentioned there's a Far Cry movie. Yes, and that was old Shay too. Yeah. And honestly, we spent way, way too much time. Like, I think a lot of these people are just like, we got pushed out because money. Yeah, because money. This is popular, so let's push it out. That's typical. Yeah. It's like with Silent Hill. Because Silent Hill, like, a lot of, like, video game horror fans love that game series. Mm. They do. Silent Hill 2 is oh, it's fantastic. It is. Um, but if we look for the whole history or not, like, they did a Dare Alive movie, which, honestly, another fighting game will be. Um, but we really have a lot of hit and misses. A lot, definitely a lot of misses in anything. But in recent years, especially with, with HPS2 and Sonic, we have seen what they can do if given the right, given the right stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of shitty when you see your medium, your favorite medium. <laughs> get turned into a, a shitty medium. Like that's yeah, probably I get that. Yeah. I get that. I get that. So that was a good question. Thanks for asking that question, folks, of, of what our favorite video game adaptation movies are or movie adaptations are. There's a lot of them. Each week, we also like to discuss the newer old games that we are currently playing. We call this segment of the podcast, What's Tickling Our Funny Bits?, Jesse, what is tickling your funny bits this week? I am Jesse, and I have been not playing Fantasy Star Online 2, thank God. <laughs> uh, let me see, this week I have been playing, I play a lot of different games. I've been playing Factorio, because I love those like factory building games, like build a mega city. I'm like, done, let's do it. Um, It's been a lot of just kind of like going back and forth between a bunch of games, like Trying to think what I played this week. I've, I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Brotherhood again because I want to finish that. Because I've been slacking off and I'm just about there. And I'm just preparing for Revelations because I know Revelations is going to be a very slow walk for me. Revelations just has a slow pace to it, which kind of sucks. And a lot more like side quests. Like, oh, you need to do 25 side quests. I'm like, great. Just great. Um, As well as I picked up a few more games from the Steam sale, I... Started playing Startup Company, which is like it's a sim game where you just like run a company to the ground. And I'm like, perfect. I love those types of games. Let's go. And I think, oh, I started playing Kingdom Hearts 1 last night. Because I was like, I know it's been a hot minute that I played Kingdom Hearts 1. And now it's on Game Pass. Let's give it a shot. And I forget how freaking slow the beginning is until you get like out of Destiny Island. I forget how slow it is. It is so goddamn slow. But Jeremy, what have you been playing? So I finished The Last of Us 2. Friggin' loved it. I thought it was a great game. It was very hard-hitting. I wrote my goal is to do a video review of it this weekend, and I can't quite just... I couldn't quite come up to just do a, a review. So instead of just doing a great-up review, like I like this or I didn't like this, I wrote a review on how I feel, like how the game made me feel. And um, unfortunately, it's really hard to talk about that game without giving spoilers. So I'm not going to really say much here. Uh, just know that I gave the game at night. For me, that game is a 9 out of 10, hands down. And so far, it's the game of the year for me. And it's going to be really hard to beat. Um, and that's simply because of the story. I, I thought it was just, I thought it was good. Um, so many people, you know, there's a lot of mixed emotions about the game. 
And I think that's for good reason. I think they really wanted people to have mixed emotions and for people to really stop and think about what the game was and how it went from the first one to the second one. But all in all, I thought it was great. I've also gotten back into Final Fantasy XIV. I have found that I need a consistent game that I can play maybe, you know, a couple times a week mm-hmm. and be fine. And so Final Fantasy XIV Online is my go-to game. So I reactivated my account and I started playing with it. And I, I'm just working on the main story quest. I'm not max level character. All I've been doing is the storyline. I don't do any side quests or anything because the because the storyline will basically level you 100%. You don't have to worry about too much. So I've been really focusing on the main story quest. I love Final Fantasy XIV. I think the story building is just really, really well done in that game. And oh, I'm on the second so expansion. Yeah. yeah, I'm on the second expansion. Uh, Realm Reborn was great. Uh, Heavensward is 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 better. And then I think it's going to even get better as we go. So it was either that or Elder Scrolls Online. And I just can't, I can't find myself wanting to play Elder Scrolls Online. I think I'd just rather play Skyrim, you know. But, you know, that's those. Are, I've only been playing a couple games this week. I've been kind of busy at work, so not a ton to be played. What do we got for game releases this week? Oh, boy. You want to know the game releases for July 3rd? Oh, I got them right here. Starting on CrossCode on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on July 9th. Elden, Path of Forgotten on Switch and PC on 29th. Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon 2 on PS4, Xbox One, Switch and PC on July 10th. Deadly promo- Promotions, <sighs> a, blessing, a Blessing in Disguise for Switch on July 10th. F1 2020 for PS4, Xbox One, Stadia, I, don't, I can't believe I'm going to Stadia games, and PC on July 10th. NASCAR Heat 5 for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on July 10th. And Sword Art Online. Alation like Croisted for PS4, Xbox One, and PC on July 10th. So, there's your anime game. And I'm going to say, do not pick up Star Online Line 1 or Star Online unless you want to read a bunch of tech and play oh, the, the other previous games. Oh, there's no voice acting? Uh, there's voice acting, but it's all in Japanese. Mm, okay, gotcha. And then it's just like the first like two hours is reading. Is reading. Oh, okay, gotcha. And yeah, because I've never... I've, Bought the hollow, whatever, hollow fragment a while ago. And I was like, oh, I, I enjoyed the first season of Star Online. I'll give it a watch. And I'm like, I'll give it a play. Like, okay, it's there. It's there. But Bloodstained, yo, what up? I would mess with Bloodstained in a heartbeat. Yeah, Bloodstained, the first Bloodstained was good. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't quite get through the whole game, but what I played of it, I think I probably got through about half of the game. I liked it. I thought it was good. You talking about um, Curse of the Moon or the... The first or, one. Oh yeah, the first one, first curse moon. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, the fir- yeah, yeah, the first curse moon. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good game. Um, the fun. art was really cool. Um, Crosscode. That's a. Oh, yes. I think Crosscode's yes. a fantastic game. Crosscode is fun. I agree. Prepare to be frustrated with lots of traversal puzzles, but other than that, I thought the game was really good. I'm still working my way through it. Um, I, I had to take a break because of Last of Us Two, of course, but I'm still working my way through it. I think it's a good game. Uh, the art's really good. The music's really good. The story so far is really decent. Crosscode and Bloodstain. There are probably some good ones to check out. Sadly, it's that time again, folks. It's time to end the podcast and prepare for next week's podcast. So let's go ahead and sell out and promote our content. Jesse, where can the good folks of the internet find you? You can come find me at twitch.com slash tag underscore burger. Or I'm playing again for it regularly. You can come find me on Twitter and Instagram at a tapper. Or I'm posting more regularly and also like 
find us with dumb news. Jeremy, where can we find you at? Friends, you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MrSkyrobi. That's M-R-S-K-Y-R-O-B-I. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrSkyrobi, where I post random things and thoughts about video games, more specifically RPGs. And that does it for our time this week, folks. Remember, our goal here at the Arcade Raiders podcast is to deliver our own unique perspective into the video gaming world with random usages and discussions. Until we see you next week, enjoy playing your video games and have a great long weekend.